four, six, eight. I hate that. <laughs> Hell yeah. I like that this is the song. Shouts to all my boss boys. Shouts to all my boss boys. We proud of Shouts to all my boss boys. Shouts to all my boss boys. We proud of Shouts to all my boss boys. Shouts to all my boss boys. We proud of Shouts to all my boss boys. Live? What version is this? Oh, from Toxic House. I think it might troll uh, YouTube first. That's Although it's supposed to go through Spotify too. Very nice. 202 views. Zero comments. Alright. <laughs> You okay hands reacted three times? Uh, I guess. Man, these bots are out of control. These bots are insane. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bots out of control. Welcome. welcome. <laughs> to Groaning About Graining episode nine? No, ten. Episode ten. Right? Um, yeah, this is 10. I think it's... Is it 10? It's 10. We haven't uploaded 9 yet. Hmm. Well, y- you're right. Fault. It is 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 10. Uh, I'm I'm going uh, no... Uh, no, uh, what's the word? No backup. Just doing Craig this time, so you better work out, Craig. Oh, boy. I haven't used the backup... Wait, I have used the backup audio once. But that's because I didn't ever switch to the good mic. And this time I definitely did, so fuck it. We'll do it. We'll do it live. And here to play us in. <laughs> does that mean play us in? <laughs> we got a sting. We got a new bot. Sting bot. Sting bot just plays bass licks from police songs. Um but yeah, we're here. We're we're here for episode ten, where we're watching uh, season six, episode four, Itchy and Scratchy Land, as well as season twenty six, episode ten. The reason for the uh, for the season this time is because uh, season twenty six, episode ten, is the uh, the episode I accidentally watched last time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yep, I accidentally watched it. I thought it was, uh, it 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 bore interesting uh, similarities to Itchy and Scratchy Land, so decided it would be it would be good. It would be it, it's finally time to just watch the classic Itchy and Scratchy Land. So, so here we are. Um, and yeah. How's it been, Jordan? <laughs> you know, for the second week in a row, um, I have gotten pizza uh, right before we do the record. So my, I am just full of grease and cheese, and oh, nice! I am ready to go. Good stuff. I I ate some curry and rice that I had left over from yesterday. 
Wow. I almost had some ice cream, but I decided that would make me sound really bad. So I'm going to wait till after. It'll be my after show celebration is the, the ice cream. Is this homemade curry or did you uh, you go somewhere? You want to do a shouts out? Uh, no, I have really been liking at... Um, God, what is it called? There's a place in Iwajimaya that... Uh, let's see... I'm gonna look this up. So I got I gotta I gotta shout this restaurant out. It sells Hawaiian food specifically. Oh, Aloha plates. Aloha they have a very plate. good katsu curry where it's uh it's just a standard brown curry, but they have really good there's the potatoes in it kind of taste like french fries. They're like fried. They have like some very nice crunch to them. And then it comes with rice and all that. But it also comes with chicken katsu. Mm-hmm. On top. So it's a it's good. It's it's chicken katsu as the protein for a curry is a nice, nice combo. Well, I'm looking at pictures of this. I uh I'm liking what I see. Next time you're in town, we gotta go to this is one of my favorite places to eat, actually. This Aloha plates when I'm at, when I'm out on when I'm out and about when I'm picking up my my weekly manga trip every every Tuesday new volumes of manga are released so I usually I go most Tuesdays to go check out and see what just see what they got see if any of the series I'm reading have new issues and I often will pick up some some food while I'm there. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is located conveniently next to the uh, Seattle train station, if I'm correct. It's true. It's, it's yeah, literally across the street. So convenient. Beautiful, beautiful part of town. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. We, oh, pizza. That's right. What? Where'd you get the pizza from? Uh, I don't want to give them. I don't want to <laughs> shout them out. Not a good pizza. Uh, I'm never going there again. Damn. All right, you'll have to let me know off mic, and then we'll, uh, and then I'll leak it. All right, okay, that's so fine. So it's not your fault. Um, but anyway, Itchy and Scratchy Land, the man who came to be dinner, two episodes, uh, theme park adjacent. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better uh, sort of alley oop for a, for us to pick a, a, a episode that worked together. So me accidentally watching this was 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 ideal <clears throat> and we're just a very just... different episode than the one you were supposed to watch yes very yes, different it... i can see how you would be <laughs> confused <laughs> yeah when we in the first section of our last episode uh the confusion is is very <laughs> obvious right away and uh and now 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 you see why <laughs> uh but anyway Let's go to it. Season six, episode four, Itchy and Scratchy Land. We open to Bart and Lisa watching the Itchy and Scratchy show, as they like to do. Um, I wrote the cat because I forgot which one was which, but I remember now Itchy is the rat, Scratchy is the cat. That makes sense. It does. Now that I think of the logic of it. <clears throat> Especially, although... 
Tom and Jerry, Tom comes before Jerry. So I thought it was the same for a bit, but it's definitely Itchy is the rat. And if I get that wrong. Well, and Tom is the cat, right? Yeah. And Jerry Tom is, cat. The, is the mouse. Tom cat. Yeah, that makes sense too. I know. Oh, well, I'm just going to go with it because I know I'm right, but I'm scared I'm wrong anyway. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we open to Bart and Lisa watching the Itchy and Scratchy show. We see Scratchy lifting weights, and it looks like he's not going to succeed, but he actually does, and he's extremely buff. Um, until Itchy comes up to him, tries to poke a hole in his uh in his muscles as if they're a balloon uh but actually it doesn't work but then just pokes a bunch of holes and and he bleeds and bleeds to death very gruesome um and then in the middle of that itchy and scratchy say like all right enough joking around we got some some announcements to make uh itchy and scratchy land is now opening and we're celebrating by doing half price tickets um and then cut back to crusty the clown uh, who commands the children of the world to <laughs> beg their parents to take them to itchy and scratchy land uh which bart and lisa of course do <clears throat> um they kind of go back and forth you know they go to homer try to convince him he says go ask your mom they try the classic dad said we can as long as you said we can uh but uh marge isn't having it uh but then after a little bit more convincing um that the vac marge is very concerned that the vacation is going to go wrong and she's going to be embarrassed uh like always happens but they convince her it's not going to happen this time um and they decide to go oh actually here real quick also, one of the <clears throat> vacations that Marge is worried about is one that Homer flashes back to of them going to Amish country, uh, where Homer is uh, making fun of the Amish and put, <laughs> putting ice cream cones on their heads. <laughs> so another another classic Simpsons flashback. I'm always I'm always looking out for these. Oh yeah, my uh, my Simpsons took that idea from Family Guy has uh, has been completely ground into the dirt mm. and now now we see the family guy aped it from the simpsons justice has been served <laughs> um so abe is gonna watch the house while the family leaves for vacation which is a very bad idea um and the family family makes their leave they immediately hit some awful traffic getting on the freeway uh homer says he's got an idea to deal with it <laughs> And just starts honking on the on-ramp. <laughs> Good gag. Um, we then see, uh, after some time has passed, uh, passing many road stops and all that, uh, The uh, we can see that the Simpsons are entering California, or at least this this uh, the Simpsons universe version of California, because they hit the fruit and vegetables uh, checkpoint. Homer is very worried because he apparently has decided to smuggle a lot of fruit and vegetables into the state, but um, he just drives right on through, <clears throat> leaving all his fruits and vegetables behind and 
they make it. We I don't remember that gag, but I really <laughs> liked it. Yeah, it's good. I like uh, Homer in the middle of it. Um, he's kind of freaking out. And Marge says, like, it's not a big deal. We don't have any fruits and vegetables. <laughs> and then Homer looks at a pamphlet he has of, uh, like, how to smuggle fruits and vegetables. Um, so he, he did his research. He was ready for this, but not, not sure why he's doing it. Not sure <laughs> what the incentive is. I don't know. He's going to, he, I guess he thinks he'll make some money, but, uh, whatever he spent on all the fruits and vegetables to, to smuggle, he's now lost because they went everywhere. And when that happened also, uh, the, checkpoint attendant said not again as if this happens all the time where people ride right through the checkpoint leaving their fruits and vegetables all over the road <clears throat> and then we have the gag that i feel like i actually most remembered from this episode um of it's nighttime now homer's driving you can tell that he's getting very sleepy Marge tells him to pull over, but he says, you know, he's not, I'm not going to fall asleep while driving. Then we get a view of what looks like the Simpsons vehicle crashing into a telephone pole and exploding. And you think that Homer is not, has killed the family. Uh, but then you see it, it like the camera pans back and you see that the Simpsons watched that happen <laughs> from their motel room. And they say, oh, good thing that wasn't us, basically. <clears throat> That that gag is so good. That's a really good gag. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, it's also like the, the kind of it's one of those gags that can really only be done in a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. That just way... doesn't play live action as well. Yeah, just because of the fact that you know the car goes off the road, <laughs> hits the telephone pole, and kind of just immediately explodes. Like it's a uh, I don't know it's very extreme, and just the idea that you know, like the camera work is done in a way that it misdirects you and it makes you think that it's actually them. Of course, it's also their car. It looks like yeah, you, yeah so. it's like a pink sedan. It looks yeah. exactly like their car. <clears throat> Such a good gag. Um, it looks like the next day they're driving and uh. Homer's looking at the map and he's kind of getting pissed off at the idea of maps, apparently. And so he decides to take a shortcut, <clears throat> which seemingly doesn't go very well because next time we see the Simpsons car, it's um, basically like a Flintstones car with a bunch of junk attached to it. Everything has been destroyed. And Homer says, let's never speak of that shortcut again. <laughs> I really liked that gag too. There was one, they were missing a wheel and replacing it was a wooden wagon wheel. Yeah, that's right. Um, I wonder what the fuck happened. <laughs> yeah, Homer really took him on some twists and turns. We'll never Which, know. We'll never know. I wonder how long exactly they, they were driving for totally because <laughs> it seems like the trip took them about two, some, two or so days. Which could be if they're from Oregon. That sounds about right to get them to LA. They're not from Oregon. <laughs> no way. Could be. We'll never know. Um, but yeah, they 
they finally barely make it to itchy and scratchy land <clears throat> park in this monolithic parking lot uh marge says to remember I, I believe it's marge says to remember that they parked in the itchy lot see you later groovy oh okay that scared <laughs> me i thought it was craig <laughs> i thought so too Ooh. um they parked in the itchy lot and we get a massive zoom out and see that the itchy lot it's it seems as though there's no other subdivision in these lots the itchy lot has a million cars in it and then we pan over to the scratchy lot also has a million cars in it so really knowing that you're in the itchy lot is not that useful <laughs> right i mean it's better than nothing i guess but <clears throat> and then the simpsons take what looks like a jurassic park helicopter ride into itchy and scratchy land uh they get to the gate uh and homer is persuaded by the attendant to purchase eleven hundred dollars in itchy and scratchy bucks <laughs> which we find that that uh basically nothing in itchy and scratchy land takes the itchy and scratchy dollars a class a classic gag as well um i think there may be some real life like uh examples of that or it wouldn't that's not the phrase i think that actually has is yeah. has some what am i trying to say here there's like an equivalent they're they're referencing something specific there that actually happened yes i'm sure that yeah i'm sure that did it seems like something that they would have that that would happen at disneyland or maybe not disneyland but a lesser a lesser theme park one that's more intent on obviously squeezing your money out of you rather than the way disneyland does it a little or covertly doing a quick search i found some uh thing called a disney dollar i'm going to be doing some research into this mm. Yeah, it's probably based on that. But when I say that Homer was convinced, that doesn't really paint the right picture because they say that the itchy and scratchy dollars exist and explain to him that it's like money, but but fun. <laughs> he thinks for about a second and says that he'll he takes all the money out of his wallet and gets it to him and says he'll take eleven hundred dollars. So uh, Homer's out of cash right away, but he's got itchy and scratchy bucks. <clears throat> Uh, and then the family goes to some violent themed restaurants. They eat some gross pus burgers and <laughs> baby baby meat and all baby that. Baby guts. Baby guts, which is veal. Um, Marge takes Maggie to the uh, the daycare where she's put into the ball pit and sinks seemingly never to be seen again <laughs> there's sort of a uh a mass grave of babies in this <laughs> it's, that's the look it's like there's this ball pit and just so many little so many babies just floating in stasis like they're in the healing pod from star wars ah yes the healing pod the healing pod or also like the healing pod from dragon ball Whichever healing pod you choose. Mm. That's kind of the look. Actually, those healing pods look exactly the same. Interesting. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Akira Toriyama. <laughs> Who'd you steal that from? Um, Maybe the Simpsons. 
probably The Simpsons. <clears throat> Dragon Ball written in 1980 something. Uh, from The Simpsons. I, um, it could happen. Time travel. Could be real. Anyway, Marge, over the course of this episode, has a couple times since arriving at Itchy and Scratchy Land, uh, complained or not, or maybe just more outwardly been worried about the threat of danger. Um, and um, every time a lawyer is at the ready, like to come and assure her that nothing bad's going to happen. This specific example, the family is watching the 12 o'clock uh, robot parade because they want, they had to make sure they got the 12 o'clock one. Otherwise, they'd have to wait for the 1205 uh, robot parade. Um, the robots are viciously murdering each other over the course of this parade. And Marge is worried that they could turn on people and, and hurt them. The lawyer assures them that's not going to happen. They're programmed only to hurt each other. And then we see a view from a, <clears throat> from a scratchy bot's point of view. Uh, and they sort of have the Terminator HUD where they look at a human and it says, do not kill. And they look at the itchy bot and it says, kill. So the robots have their, uh, their priorities straight. Uh, the family then goes on a log ride together. Marge is very happy that, the, that everyone is uh, enjoying some quality time together. Um, and then the ride almost kills them multiple times. And Marge says, okay, now we're gonna now we're gonna enjoy being together by being apart. Homer and I are going to Parents Island. You and Lisa can go do your thing. <clears throat> uh, and then we just get some shots of uh, Bart and Lisa kind of carousing the park. Uh, they go to the gift shop where we have some some good some good scenes, some good good gags right away. First is the classic license plate gag where Bart is looking for a Bart license plate <clears throat> and he finds all sorts of B names, but not Bart until he hits Bort. And, you know, he asks who would be named Bort? And then a little kid comes up and says, that, oh, mommy, can I get the Bort license plate? No, Bort. An another man says, were you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the the mother says no i was talking to my son his name is also bort uh classic gag classic gag it almost felt weird explaining it because i feel like everyone has seen it even if you've never seen this episode i feel like the bort joke has shown up but that one's good uh it shows up again later um when we we see the back the background of uh sort of the goings on of the park and a man sitting behind a computer says we need more Bort license plates <laughs> we're all sold out of Borts uh, and then we get sort of another gag this one much crazier where Bart is explaining to Lisa the brief period where Itchy and Scratchy had an Itchy and Scratchy friends show um, and some of the characters, the ones I remember specifically are Disgruntled Goat uh, and the, the Ku Klux Klam. Mm. A clam whose, whose head is in the shape of a Klansman hood. Uh, 
Yikes, man. <laughs> but this is actually, uh, it's it was funny. It's a very funny looking image of a plushy clansman uh, clam. Um, and then this uh, sort of the white supremacist imagery of uh, itchy and scratchy land is backed up by we're what the, the we go to uh, Lisa and Bart are watching a a video of Roger Meyer the founder of itchy and scratchy land or i guess the creator of itchy and scratchy um where it says that he was a lover of almost all types of people um and only one time said that nazi supermen were our superiors <laughs> <laughs> so you know uh sort of taking a jab at the uh the well-known anti-semitism of walt disney so Good on you, Simpsons writers. Take that, Walt. Yeah, you dead bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> Nazi Walt Disney. Um, and then, uh, right after that, uh, that video was over, Bart and Lisa watch an itchy and scratchy version of Fantasia. And I really appreciated the sort of, uh, for one, the the itchy and scratchy Fantasia was well done of just a lot of funny animations of them murdering each other in grotesque ways to set to classical music. But just the juxtaposition of like, you know, oh, this guy was a really great guy, except don't don't worry about the Nazi stuff, you know, and he loved everybody and all that. And then they just cut to this just uh, ultra violent um, cartoon. It's It's, it's good. I mean, I guess ultraviolence is prevalent in a lot of old cartoons. Um, and Itchy and Scratchy really just brings that to the forefront in a funny way. Uh, and then we see Cletus must be what he must be watching the 1205 parade. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cletus, the slack jawed yokel, takes a photo of the. Uh, of, of a robot scratchy during the parade and it kind of fizzles out and goes a little crazy. Uh, he's, he's told, you know, no flash photography, please. <clears throat> uh, and that robot gets carted away, taken away. Uh, we go back to Bart and Lisa and they leave the gift shop and Bart, uh, using his slingshot shoots a, uh, like a smoke bomb, I guess into the, the open face of a uh, of a man in a scratchy or no, it's an itchy suit. So a a poor worker in a uh, in a giant hot cartoon character suit is now being smoke bombed <laughs> at work. Um, Bart has previously I didn't mention this before, but he's previously uh, viciously attacked the knees and shins of multiple or maybe probably the same itchy worker over and over again. <clears throat> so Bart's just really enjoying causing mayhem. But this one, finally, uh, Bart is caught by a black and silver uniformed, uh, itchy and scratchy Gestapo-esque figure. And is they look, they look very away. serious. <laughs> very serious. Uh, very Nazi reminiscent. 
So oh yeah, scary. They look like space Nazis. <laughs> they do. They uh, they look like the Empire from Star Wars. Uh, full on space Nazis. <clears throat> um, and we see Bart get carted off to a very futuristic looking uh, um, behind the scenes area of Itchy and Scratchy Land where he's thrown into a cell with Homer, who also has been attacking the Itchy and Scratchy uh, masked suited men. Uh, so they're they're being held. <clears throat> Excuse me. Marge is making um she's getting shirts screen printed for the best vacation ever when the intercom goes over. Marge Simpson, please pick up your son. He's been arrested. All the other moms are uh gossiping and Marge is already embarrassed. And then another one comes on. Marge, please come pick up your Older, balder, fatter son. He also got arrested. Um, and Marge is very upset. She's scolding the... Uh, she she goes to meet them with Lisa and, and scolds the, uh, the boys. Meanwhile, we see Fink uh, roll up and address the robot that's been damaged. Um, and he has a doomsday prophecy that in about 24 hours, the robots are going to go on a murderous rampage. But they actually go on a murderous rampage right away. He apparently had gotten his math wrong, is what he was saying. So so the robots just start murdering each other. They're ready to murder everybody. Um, the cart goer, or the, the, the park goers all get away. And the Simpsons are about to get on the last helicopter out, but uh, the man in the itchy suit sees that they're the last ones on, and he says, "We got to get out of here." They they don't they're not allowed on. Um, and so the Simpsons are basically doomed. Homer is uh, they're you know they're being attacked by by robots slowly but methodically making their way toward them. Homer's throwing everything in his possession at them. Nothing seems to work. Everything until... his underpants, even. <laughs> oh. Yes, yeah. He pulls his underwear off while still uh, wearing his An amazing feet. Yeah, yeah. He really rips them off. <laughs> uh, and the only thing that ends up working is when he throws his camera, the flash goes off and it blows up the head of the robot, rendering it uh, useless. So then Bart gets the idea. Goes and smashes some windows for fun, but also to get them some cameras. And the family have their uh, their their big fight with the robots. They uh, they just flash photographer a bunch of them. They say some cool one liners, um, and they eventually defeat all the murderous robots. Um. After all is said and done, an itchy and scratchy land representative offers them two comp tickets uh, to not sue, which Homer takes. <laughs> um, and Marge is upset because this is another family vacation ruined. Um, but everyone else convinces her like, no, this was this was a great vacation. The family 
got some exercise like she wanted, fighting the robots, and they came together and did stuff as a family. So in the end, Marge is happy, um, and everything's gone back to normal. The family just, uh, we, our final shot is just the family at home enjoying some itchy and scratchy, um, learning nothing of the effects of violent <laughs> media, and that's it. That's the end. <clears throat> Thoughts? What do you think? I know you've seen this one uh, uh, many times before, as have I, but on this most recent watch, what do you what do you think? So this one's full of a lot of classic gags, a yeah. lot of jokes. Um, a couple of them are a little strange to me. Um, one of them I actually don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene when they are driving in the car, getting too itchy and scratchy <clears throat> land, and they they pass by a, a billboard, and it says Flicky's Restaurant, yeah, 500 miles away, and the kids are really excited. They are smiling wide, and they mm-hmm. look, they're just, oh, we're gonna we're gonna drive by Flicky's, yeah, and then there's another billboard, Flicky's 400 miles away, and then another one 200 miles away, then another one. 100 miles away and then they bart asks homer dad can we go to flicky's and he says no and then they drive by flicky's and there's another billboard that says next flicky's twenty-five thousand miles away (laughs) yeah it's a strange i feel like there's a very very similar I know, you know, they they like to reuse joke premises mm. where the punchline is different. I mean, uh, like pamphlets. For some reason, they really like having things that are pamphlet, like making the punchline of a joke that there's a strange pamphlet for something. For yeah, example, yeah. like in this episode, Homer had a pamphlet for how to str- uh, smuggle vegetables. Mm-hmm. They really like pamphlet gags. I believe in another episode, there's a similar gag where Homer's driving. Homer's driving on the highway. He sees a uh, billboard for something, you know, 200 miles away, 100 miles away, five miles away, and then he drives by it and it's burned down. <laughs> Which I like that version a little better, but yeah. it's it just seemed like a strange gag to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I guess it's just a play on the classic. Uh... You see those truck stop restaurants advertised on the side of highways all the time. Sure. Like in the Northwest and California, there's the Black Bear Diner. Oh, yeah. Like every time I'm on I-5, I'm seeing ads for Black Bear Diner coming up pretty soon. And I've I've begged the family to go to them multiple times just because I saw it on the side of the road. So. Wait, I'm sorry. I missed that. Have you been to a Blackberry Diner? Yeah, I've been to a couple. Whoa. They're fine. They're pretty much <laughs> exactly what you'd expect. Okay. Like a worse Denny's? I'd say it's a little better than Denny's. Mm, I gotta go. It's, it's pretty solid. Um, there's, another, there's another gag that just didn't really make sense to me. Um, I remember it as a kid, and I didn't get it, and I still don't get it. Um... When the family is at the Itchy and Scratchy restaurant and Homer and Bart order gross things like pus, bur- pus burgers and yeah. eyeball stew and shit like that, Marge is upset. She's like, oh, I can't believe you 
are being so embarrassing ordering that. And they explain to her, oh, everything on the menu has a gross name. And mm-hmm. so she concedes and tries to get have some fun and says, I, I guess I'll have the the baby guts. Mm-hmm. And the waiter says something like, you make me sick. <laughs> and walks away. And Lisa says, Mom, that's veal. The reason that joke doesn't work for me, then why the <laughs> fuck is it on the menu? <laughs> If the waiter is is offended that someone ordered veal. He doesn't make the menu, man. uh, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I just don't. I feel like that joke is not polished enough. It doesn't make enough sense to me. Um, And it stood out. I don't know why, but that joke just always stands out to me. Like it doesn't belong because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I get at least now why it's I get why it's funny and I yeah, get yeah. the premise. It just stands out for being uh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, kind of, it's a stretch even by the uh, by the standard set in the universe of this show. Oh well, it's still it's fine. It's still kind of funny. So, um, have to sneeze. Uh, we'll see if this uh, sneeze. Yeah, hit your sneeze button. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that sounded to you. That just sounded like... (laughs) (laughs) So good. It worked. Um, Sneeze button. Oh, yeah. There's another scene. There's another scene where... The I think maybe the maybe Marge and Homer like agree that they can go to Itchy and Scratchy. No, it's they're reading the pamphlet about Itchy and Scratchy Land, and they're like, "Oh, there's a adult land too," and they're coming around on the idea of going to Itchy and Scratchy Land. And Bart and Lisa like gasp in excitement and look at each other, and that scene lasts too long. They just Uh hold on that. on that that it, was weird it lasts for maybe a second and a half or two seconds longer than it should have yeah which is so like this is a really tight episode uh-huh. um they did they even had a shortened intro to yeah, they, i assume because they long. just had so much stuff to pack in yeah yeah it was weird to me that they that that happened. I, I mean, obviously, it was probably just a mistake or something, but um, I found yeah, that, that a little was, a little strange. I, I did notice that as I was as I was watching. It's like, yeah, it's one of those things that that you kind of I kind of forgot about it after it happened, but while it was happening, I was kind of like, "What's going on? <laughs> why, why are they still looking at each other?" Yeah. Um, it was almost like something was going to happen, but it didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was maybe that maybe that was it. Maybe something was supposed to be there, like a line of dialogue. Yeah, they just cut it. They got cut. But they're like, we got to leave this extra long look in for time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The episode was a second, sh- a we, second we uh, short. Two seconds of ad space. Just stall. <laughs> just stall a little bit. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. But other than that, oh, also the very first Itchy and Scratchy um, cartoon that they aired, which was the muscle 
muscle scratchy mm-hmm. where itchy poked his chest full of a thousand holes and he slowly bled out uh that was particularly gruesome mm-hmm. and made me very uncomfortable as a child oh yeah and especially it, it still does oh yeah i i think a lot of it is really uh scratchy's not cartoonish uh reaction to it yeah he gets poked full holes and starts bleeding and so he just has to sit down <laughs> it's sad <laughs> he's like oh because he just like oh i feel awful i just lost a lot of blood getting woozy yeah and then his biceps get cut off yeah it well. makes me it makes me queasy i don't yeah, like it i don't like it it's his it's for me it's his not at all cartoonish reaction <laughs> he needs to sit down that hurt a lot so. It also gave me an anchor arms vibe from (laughs) not the poking holes, but just the scene in general. Also, I never understood why he like I never got until you explained it like a half hour ago why scratch why itchy was poking him in the chest that he thought that it was like a fake blow up chest. I never understood that. I never got that. Well, right before it happens, he blows up a balloon and pops it i think or maybe that happened there's like a thought bubble where that happens so that's like his oh maybe i just fucking am stupid (laughs) (laughs) i never know i never put that i never put that together i don't think i just thought it was maybe i was just so affected by how gruesome (laughs) it was but i i don't like that scene yeah well maybe i'm just pulling from my experience of watching the anchor arms episode of spongebob a lot because that happens definitely spongebob's anchor Mm -hmm. arms get popped but no blood no blood that's not a blood show yeah i don't think spongebob ever bleeds Hmm. i hope not Um, (laughs) that's the uh that's the new name of a new podcast we're gonna start spongebob never bleeds (laughs) I couldn't, and that's kind of all I have to say about it. Uh, other than I did look up Disney dollars, I can't find any uh, example of where somebody uh, refused to take a Disney dollar. <clears throat> um, however, I did find a picture of a Disney dollar, and I find it interesting that um, they are signed by Scrooge McDuck. They're endorsed by Scrooge McDuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I like that. <laughs> and that's the end of my <laughs> good analyzation. Scrooge. Scrooge makes ice cream in the Kingdom Hearts universe. He does. He's a good guy in that. He's not a capitalist bastard. Uh, I think he still is. Doesn't he own that cafe in Kingdom Hearts 3? I think he, I think he owns like a whole world, basically. Actually. He owns, he owns that cafe. He, and he owns Radiant Garden. He, he puts that poor mouse to, to work. That's right. Slaving away on the hot stove. He has to stand on the stove. He's too small. He stands on Sora's head sometimes too. That's true. I played about half of that game. It sucks. Mm. Yeah, it does. I'm gonna play Kingdom Hearts two again. But before I do that, we're gonna talk about season twenty six, episode ten, "The Man Who Came to Be Dinner," the one I accidentally watched and now watched on purpose. My first note here is: I wish I had my old notes because I accidentally deleted them. Wait, did you watch it? Did you watch it twice? Yeah, I didn't okay. Wanna- I was going to forget everything about it if I didn't. But anyway, we open to the family already on a road trip. And Bart and Lisa are doing the classic, are we there yet? Are we there yet? 
are we there yet thing uh over and over again it's very annoying to both the viewers and to homer <laughs> we get into homer's headspace pretty quick here um and they're doing that until you know they even have a recording of it they want it going as long as possible they do that until they arrive at the theme park they're going to we're not sure what theme park it is yet at first i thought it was going to be itchy and scratchy but it's not uh the family parks they're parked in the ethnic princess parking lot homer says he does not want to forget which parking lot he's parked in uh, so he writes on his ticket parking lot <laughs> that i this episode starts that the are we there yet gag i didn't like that much but it won me over right away with homer like all right i gotta remember where i parked parking lot <laughs> that was good um and similar in a way to Itchy and Scratchy Land, this park has a ridiculous lead up. Uh, family goes through like a, they go through some crazy security where Homer gets pat down by a uh, by a, a squirrel. Is that a squirrel? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a big a, squirrel. So it's a big squirrel and gets beat up. Uh, they get on it. They have to climb a big mountain and get on a helicopter, and then they get on basically an Ellis Island style. Uh, style boat that takes them the rest of the way to see the giant itchy uh statue of liberty that says on the book pretzels are seven dollars um it's and the they words have, they live by <laughs> yep yeah. uh and the family has arrived at Diz d-i-z-n-e-e disneyland i couldn't help but think of Diz from Kingdom Hearts 2 here. <laughs> Not when I watch the episode, but right now, because we're just talking about Kingdom Hearts. Ah, Diz, a character I have played the game and still don't know who that is. Uh, he's Ansem the Wise. Hmm. Uh, we'll talk about it later in our All Kingdom right. Hearts podcast. Um, Man, wouldn't that be a fucking disgusting thing to have to do? I'm um, not doing it. I'm going to do it solo. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Diz means say in English from Portuguese. I don't think that's what the Kingdom Hearts writers meant, though. But in anyway, Portuguese? Nope, I looked it on Google on accident. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, the uh, Marge tells Maggie that she gets to pick the first ride that they go on. So it's this very slow... Um, Ride for Babies, where they're riding on a bug, and the bug sings a song about riding on a bug. Bart has lost it, and he can't handle it anymore. So he jumps off, only to fall into another group's bug, having to start the ride over. Um, and then the family kind of just goes on this. Uh, they go on a tour of the park. We see a lot of different disney parody things like you know the people in the suits and the rides and some security and you know overpriced looking food and all that um and we can see that the simpsons aren't having that much fun they say that the coolest thing or bart says the coolest thing they've done so far is when they went to the cool zone then we see that the cool zone is a uh is like a canopy you stand under that sprays water on you but if you stay for too long they switch it to acid <laughs> and you get melted um and yeah so the 
the family, you can just see that they've been at Disneyland for a while and they're pretty bored of it. They're not having that much fun. They end up in out of date future land, a parody of Tomorrowland from Disney, where uh, we see the robot milkman, a video of what the future is going to be like, where we're going to go to drive in movies outside of Jupiter and all that. And our telegrams will be delivered by jetpacks. <laughs> yeah, I liked the uh, Jetsons vibe of this uh, out of date retro future. Like, what is it? Retro futurism, I think is exactly is what it's called, uh, is funny. And it's a it's a it's a classic gag. You can kind of always pull out and it'll be funny. Just what people thought the future would be like. Sort of epitomized by the uh, the robot milkman. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but even out of date future land is not fun. Um, the lines are too long. Homer wants to get in line to sit on a bench. Even he's he's bored. Um, and then Bart points out that there's a new ride with no line uh, called Rocket to Your Doom. There's no line, so. They're pretty excited that everyone gets on uh, and they get on the ride to find out that, oh, shit, this is actually a spaceship set up by Kang the Abductor. Um, Surprise. Our favorite tentacled alien. Uh, Homer actually even mentions, he says to Kang, this isn't Halloween. What are you doing here? Um, And, you know, like has happened a few times, the Simpsons are going to Rigel 7. They're being abducted by Kang. Although this may be the first time we've ever seen their planet. So I'm, I was excited to see what the planet was like. Um, but before that, they have to get there. So we get get the Simpsons floating around in uh, gravity. Homer eats chips while flying around to that one song. Do you know what song that is? Uh... It's like the zero gravity slash swimming song. It's like in everything. I don't know what it's. Let's is Aubrey is Aubrey online? I bet Aubrey would know. I'm sure you would. We'll ask him later. Like a classical piece. He would he would absolutely know. He could play it for us. He could play it for us. Um, I'll play it over the outro. Oh, that'll be a great (laughs) outro. (laughs) Um, Maybe in the description, we'll even put the name. Who, Who knows? But anyway, that song, this you know what song I'm talking about, is played. Um, and, yeah, they eventually just end up at the alien planet where the second they land, Homer tries to start the ship up again and tries to, tries to take them home. Uh, he keeps hitting the ignition button and, you know, you get the classic car startup sound. He ends up flooding the engine, which makes Kang upset. Um, and then he puts them in a giant uh, like cat carrier on top of their space car and just gives them a tour of the planet. We see the, uh, we see the seven sons of Rigel Seven. We see the purple landscape, which can be changed. A color can be changed uh, on demand, just whatever color they want it to be. Um, we see their weird birthing and death uh, rituals. Uh, the birthing ritual where every time a birth happens, 
a few seconds later, another birth happens. So we see a very gross uh, exponential growth of a, of a of a woman alien gives birth to one, which are a, you know a couple babies, which keeps spreading out. Babies having babies, very gross, very creepy. I it never, yeah, it was gross. These little tiny tentacle beast making gross splooching sounds <laughs> as they enter this world, uh, and then we see that they're. Their death uh, uh, tradition is that when they die, they all of them get thrown into a river made of their own uh, drool, because as we know, these aliens drool a lot um, to be taken to the sacred uh, shredder, basically, and <laughs> to be shredded. Um, so we get it. We get finally some some understanding of culture on this planet which is nice we've been needing it for almost 30 years so uh for at this point almost for 26 years but anyway simpsons end up in an exotic zoo on this alien planet where uh all sorts of creatures from other planets specifically seemingly earth um end up just to be gawked at Lisa then sees a an alien version, a Rigel 7 version of Lisa dressed the same as her. And they have a moment through the glass when the alien gives Lisa what looks like a bouncy ball. And she throws it on the ground and it breaks. Uh, making, the, uh, making the alien very upset. That's right. I think we found... I've, it, was, it's, it was an offhanded comment, but... Um, at this point, a, like the, an alien anthropologist sort of enters the, uh, Simpsons dwelling and refers to his race as thinglings. Huh? So that's what I heard at least. Uh, so apparently they're called thinglings. Yes. But, uh, don't <laughs> Google search Simpsons thinglings, uh, with adult safe search off yeah i better i better close that up um so yeah the thinglings apparently i thought it would be rigel something something ian's or whatever because it's rigel seven but i guess not um but anyway we find that due to customs the simpsons will live there forever in peace uh, except for one of them must be eaten Um, and it goes to a vote. Everyone votes for Homer, except for Homer. He votes for the boy and then changes his vote to Homer, uh, sacrificing himself for his family. Had to be unanimous, apparently. I guess so. Or at least Homer decided that it had to be. Uh, I did like Homer. He, he writes down the boy and then changes it to the boy's father, me. (laughs) Um, and then Homer Homer ends up uh, he's part of a, like a ceremonial parade uh, on his way to being eaten. Uh, Clonax will take the first bite, and then Homer will be uh, dipped in fondue and eaten and shared with the rest of the aliens. 
Uh, we have our new episode of Simpsons song. This one was pretty agreeable, though. It was the Rigel Seven Children's Choir singing a little song about. What do they sing about? Eating? There's that. Uh, I think they're singing about eating Homer, yeah. Singing about eating Homer. Uh, yeah, a little sh- a short song sung by a children's choir of aliens. Didn't mind that one at all. Um, but yeah, Homer is, uh, he's there. He's got a bacon skirt on. He's just about to be eaten when a tube from, from right above, like a portal right above Homer's head opens up and a tube comes down to save him. Uh, but the tube is too small. It gets caught on his belly. So then another portal opens and a bigger tube saves him. Um, and he is pulled away to, by, uh, to the resistance base find the resistance base is you know a uh a, a counterculture group that are trying to save humans from being eaten uh they're kind of hippies basically they're just they're they're just having a big rave party underground when they save homer and they want to learn about his culture uh i wrote here that the song that they're raving to sounds a lot like sandstorm by derude <laughs> <laughs> Listen back to it. It's not, I think I think that's what they were basing it on. Um, and Homer is told that he's going to be able to be sent back to Earth, but only him. They spent all their money on rave supplies so they can only send one person. Uh, he's he's just about to go, but he he can't. He's got to save his family. Uh, so he. I guess just immediately goes back to where they were being eaten and tells the uh tells the people, you know, hey, I'm not going without my family. And so the aliens just say that because Homer ran away, uh, everyone's just gonna be eaten. So all of the Simpsons are now being prepared to be eaten. This time the queen is gonna eat the first bite. <clears throat> Um, and the queen of Rigel seven, there's a, apparently the aliens had previously taken a piece of Homer's ass without (laughs) him realizing, and that's what they're going to feed the queen. Uh, but she takes one bite and immediately falls over and she's dying. Uh, we find out that because of the Simpsons disgusting diet, of fast food and poisonous, you know, garbage food, basically, uh, that they are poisonous to the aliens. Um, And because of this, they will now send them back to Earth with their memories wiped so that it's like nothing ever happened. Um, And then our final scene is just the Simpsons on a, uh, on their spaceship. Uh, Homer does a Captain Kirk's uh, star date star log impression um and then they the final shot is a transmission from abe uh he's complaining that his oatmeal has gotten cold (laughs) and the episode is over the end um what do you think the ending is very fast the final act is is sort of feels truncated in a way i'm not sure if you feel the same um I don't know. I feel like it was 
paced all right. Okay. Yeah, overall thoughts on this episode. I've now seen it twice. Um, <laughs> um, I'm curious what you think. Uh, I think this is going to be a surprise. Okay. I really, really liked this episode. Hey, nice. I don't know why. Um, I just... <clears throat> Something it hit it hit the right notes for me. Um, mm-hmm. I've been really, I think, critical of these newer episodes, uh, especially in regards to story progression. Yeah. Now, even though this episode may be controversial for its complete. Um, blowing of the I mean they even mock it themselves how Kang and Kodo show up and it is not a Treehouse of Horror episode they, yeah. they even reference that in the show they they make a joke about that yeah um, I think other than you know it took a complete left turn mm-hmm. once they went to space I still think it everything made sense yeah like i don't know i I just really liked it yeah Um, i actually i thought this one was a pretty solid episode actually it was it was good it felt in a way like that this was a treehouse of horror idea that they decided would take too long so they just had to make it a full episode could be i think that's right I, i i that that makes a lot of sense to me that's the vibe i'm getting Hmm. Hmm. otherwise otherwise why would they write an episode for kang (laughs) to show up in huh that's my that's my hypothesis that's an interesting theory i think you might be right yeah when this aired good question well it It doesn't really matter episode Episode 10 10, so it was uh, january yeah it's very Could've... possible that it was maybe an idea they floated for a treehouse of horror and they decided to scrap it and just make it its own episode. That's very possible. Could be. Um, I really liked, I really, really liked the beginning. Um, everything leading up to the amusement park. And, and then while they were there, I thought that it was a lot of fun. Uh huh. I liked the jokes. Everything was happening super quick. And they even had like some things in like jokes within jokes, mm-hmm. which is something you don't really see a lot in new episodes. It's more of a older episode thing. And I need a sneeze button. <laughs> you do. Um, we'll cut that. Just kidding. I won't. Nah. <laughs> um, when. I didn't know it was coming uh, when the uh, when they got in the spaceship and it started flying away and it was revealed that it was King and Kodos. Mm-hmm. I was a little <laughs> upset and I was a little <laughs> concerned. Yeah, because I, I, I was too when I watched it for the first I, time. I was so happy with the way the episode had been going and I I really liked the all the all the jokes they were doing in in the fake Disneyland, and I thought, maybe you know, I was ready for more of that. Yeah, you were worried, like, oh man, they're gonna they're gonna fuck up this good start. 
Yeah. By doing something dumb. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. I was really liking what the what they were doing in Disneyland, and then uh, immediately they're gone. Yeah. Um, and I do think that I didn't like the alien stuff as much as the Disneyland set piece, but yeah. it was still pretty good. They kept up with the jokes. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of notes for this episode. Um, mm. It seems to be a running thing for me. I don't know what that's about. I think I might. I watched these episodes back to back and I watched the old episode first. Yeah. So I think by the end of the uh, I think by the new episode, I'm just kind of like checked out a little bit. So I just don't have notes for it. But overall, um I really liked it. Specifically, one of the Disneyland gags I liked was the um, they go through a Pirates of the Caribbean ride that oh, has yeah, been yeah. Uh, revamped to be politically correct. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really like that section. Uh, that's that's it. That's all I have to say. I I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I. I really liked the gag uh, while in the Disney section where uh, the it was just a pretty quick one. But there's the Mickey Mouse facsimile and he just he just says, my cartoons weren't good. They were just first. Yeah, <laughs> that was just a good little throwaway gag that I, I liked. But but yeah, I, I thought this episode I actually liked the last one we watched better. The one of the the gambling which i feel like you didn't like as much but this one i i did like this was a good ep- like a pretty good episode i am curious because we've happened to just watch we've watched so far three episodes from season 26 hmm. um sort of just by happenstance but also all of the new episodes that we've said were good were from season 26. Huh? Actually, all three of the episodes from season 26 we've said were pretty good because it was the uh, super franchise me. Uh, the last one we watched the the one where uh, uh, they count cards and then this one. Huh? I, I'm maybe season 26 may have been a. Uh, a renaissance year for for Simpsons. It may have been, but according to, hold on, hold on. This is something I like to do. I did it once before, and I think this this is going to be a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Not everybody agrees with that. Let's just uh, uh, take a word from Spongy444 on DeviantArt.com. Okay. I thought you were checking the Reddit uh, episode threads. He says, or she, says, The Simpsons has had many shark jumping moments in the past several years, and just when you think it's dead and out of ideas, they manage to sink further. (laughs) <laughs> in this episode, they are abducted by Kang and Kodos. This is not a Treehouse of Horror episode. <laughs> it's canon. Yes, really. That concept alone pretty much kills this episode. And it doesn't help that it's so freaking boring. <laughs> it's funny. Because um, this episode is kind of... It's, it's not really canon. 
because they even make a joke about right at the end, like, we're going to wipe your memories. So it's like this never happened. Kang says that. So it's like, this is a mid-season, pretty much non-canon episode. You know, it's like, canon, but it's not canon. Yeah, it's it's the closest. If Simpsons has a canon at all, really, this is the most borderline episode ever made, probably, <laughs> or at least it's one of them. So uh, he goes on to say, I've heard this current season has been especially lame. And after watching this one, I'm going to agree. Mm. He also says the same is happening with Family Guy's current season. <laughs> He's probably right about that. Yeah, I don't know. I I have not expected to like any of the new episodes, really. Um, and maybe it's a different... I'm expecting kind of different things out of the, you know, the old and the new. Um, but, like, this episode was pretty good. It was good. It was funny. All of the season 26 episodes we watched, I thought were, like... Good, not in this classic Simpsons way, but in a different way that I'm not sure exactly how to describe, but I don't know. Still still pretty good. Still fairly enjoyable twenty-two minutes of television. I actually I actually feel like I was getting old Simpsons vibes from this episode oh, cool. up, up until maybe the space travel part. Yeah. The Disneyland section I definitely think was i mean it was very reminiscent of um the itchy and scratchy land episode it, it was maybe i'm making that connection because i had just seen that episode Could be. that's very possible but i mean it also gives you the best opportunity to like look at old and new simpsons doing the same thing and seeing how they do it differently yeah so i don't know i i feel like they did they took the similar they took basically Simpsons go to itchy and scratchy land again, but made it fresh. Yeah, and it was it worked. I'm I'm curious as to why they didn't make it itchy and scratchy land again. Hmm. That is interesting. <laughs> oh, this I see. This person gave it 15 out of 100. <laughs> I don't know what I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean. I feel like maybe that's what that means. I think so. I thought I thought maybe he did a hundred reviews, and this was the fifteenth one oh, out of a hundred. Could be. Um, I'm just gonna say that I, I know you don't, but I definitely don't give a shit about the opinion of some jackass on DeviantArt. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I'm careful. Uh, if, hey, if there's any website where I don't care about someone's opinion on. DeviantArt is the top of the list. <laughs> I didn't know this was a... Th this is a thing. Did you know this? No, I didn't. Uh, anybody, listen, I'm going to share this along with our uh, along with our episode this week. But apparently this is a thing where people post a... It looks like a, a lined a piece. <laughs> it looks like a lot. Yeah, it looks like a report card. It looks like a lined <laughs> piece of paper like that you'd use in middle school. And then they have given it a score uh, based on certain criteria. And then in this example, he has used a, what once a, was a widescreen image and he has shrunk it to be a square. <laughs> the four, three version. Yeah. Homer looks thin in this picture. He's looking good. 
but they they're uh, apparently this is a template if you look on the right side there's like different ones of these from different shows and different people uploading these report card things <laughs> here's one here's one for somebody spongy um, i don't know Spongy's what the hell this no. is i'm not oh it's johnny test okay somebody's doing season four episode 22 of johnny test it looks like it's cat in the hat themed <laughs> i actually just googled spongy's notebook just from looking at spongy's notebook uh all of his reviews are sub 25 points what does that mean? Is that bad? Out of a hundred, it looks like. Oh, his scores that he's been getting. If these are, I think these are the scores. Yeah, because there's, I've seen multiple twenties already. We'll have a link to Spongy's uh, Deviant Art in <laughs> in the show notes. Yeah, Spongy, Spongy hates everything, man. Chill That's okay. out. So do I. He gave episode Super Robin from Team Titans Go. He gave that a uh, 30 out of 100. What? It that has episode m- rules. It has a maximum score in unnecessary cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you have stumbled upon something truly great. He gave an episode of... He gave an episode of... The episode Jake Suit of Adventure Time. He gave that a 20 four is that what that is i can't really read this oh, he gave this episode of henry danger a 3.5 out of 10 aka pretty awful uh this is an angry child <laughs> I, angry child yeah man what well this? in the notes for this henry danger episode other notes this one is pretty simple it's the obligatory torture episode this guy is crazy what show is i don't know i've never heard of this this is a wormhole we can go down talking about this guy's um this guy's uh tumblr blog or deviantart or whatever if anybody wants to stick around for the after show (laughs) oh man i would love to do a uh uh, do a show where we just review we re-review every show that spongy has reviewed i want to review his reviews <laughs> that we could do that too oh man but but anyway who's got you, the time who's got too much too much to do too little time whoa he has a wordpress too goodness gracious all right we, we don't have we time to support this man uh but anyway thank you so much listeners for listening in um hope you liked it hope you liked these two pretty good episodes of simpsons he uh, wrote so much about this episode of keenan and kel <laughs> okay we may be dealing with a troll actually he wrote so much uh <laughs> um anyway i hope you i hope you guys enjoy this episode i really hope you enjoy spongy's uh deviant art and his wordpress um Jordan, do you have episodes for next time? Uh, wait, is it mine? I thought, wait a minute. I don't know. This one was technically mine again. Oh, I don't. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> I never do. So, uh, uh, so actually, your homework, viewers, is just read as much as Spongy, Spongy's notebook as you can stomach. 
uh, and let us know what you think. And uh, <laughs> I think to play us out, uh, we have the Blue Danube Waltz by Johann Strauss II. Yes. Oh, is that it? You figured it out? All right. Go thanks. ahead and play us out, Johan. Thanks, Johan. Wait, who's there? Who's there? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stingbot. Thank you, Stingbot. Thank you, Josh, for listening. <laughs> he told me he doesn't listen anymore. No! <laughs> <laughs> I like that it has its own bespoke emojis that control it, yeah, including this one that is called Octagonal Sign. <laughs> Octagonal sign. Groovy reacted with octagonal sign. Oh man. That that groovy bot's good. Groovy baby! Groovy baby! Groovy baby! Groovy baby!